This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Man who mimosa. But normally we would pop the top on a champagne just to kick off the, uh, the podcast here. But uh, However. <laughs> it, it, it did it on its own. Like she unwrapped it and. Yeah, I know. Oh, it went, and then we had to do a little cleanup. But so that's yeah. why it smells like booze heavy in here. It did? Yeah. It smells good, though. I like the smell of booze. Yeah. It is a good smell. Yep. Uh, Derek Hall, uh, president and CEO of the Arizona Diamondbacks. What's up, dude? Hey, guys. So good to see you. You too. Oh. I think this is the first time we've seen you in person in a yeah. long time. Long time. Yeah. Welcome to spring training. Have we met in person? You both look at Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We it have. Was, it was a while ago. It was a while yeah, ago. it was a yeah. long time. Actually, we did it here. We, you guys were downstairs, right? Yes, we, in the yeah. locker rooms. That's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did your show from that here. Was 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right before <laughs> everything COVID, shut yeah. down. Right before yeah. that was that spring. Yeah. And it was really cold and wet that day. See, I remember this. Look at you. Yeah. A lot mem- better memory than I got, man. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Even, but I think I left so, early, though. I think I left early. It was, did. We had just moved here, and it was kind of just like we got thrown into it, and then. Here we are with the other morning shows in the building in a locker room, you know, downstairs. And it was it was just kind of – it was all new to us. And, and then we were running, like, some contesting or something, and then I, something went wrong at the station. Well, I had to go back. But I just anyway. know we hit it off, and that's because you yeah. guys are the best and you're, you're fans. And yeah. we love having you here. We love when you come out to the stadium. 
Well, we love it when first you guys pitches. have first pitches. Yeah. Yes. Well, we well we gotta we gotta talk about I that just, one. We, I yeah. talked to my assistant Brooke, who you you know yeah. you know very well, Shane. <laughs> I told her, I said, we got to get this done. Got to get it done. So this will be the season, right? I mean, this is definitely the season. Okay. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, now you've been with the team since 2005, man. I mean, you've been here for a while. It's a long time. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think I'm the third or fourth longest tenured CEO now. And let's say I took over as president in 06 and then CEO in 09. So I've been here a long time. And it's been 30 years in the game because I was with those ugh, Dodgers before that for, <laughs> for 12 or 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, baseball in the blood, man. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's, been a, it's been a good career, fun career, long career. Although, you know, we, we've got the longest season of all. And, you know, the games have been – they're getting shorter. But, you know, the commitment wow. as far as going to the ballpark at 7.30 or 8 in the morning, then you don't get home till after a game at 11 o'clock at night. When you live in L.A., you got commutes both ways. Oh, yeah. So kids grew up, and I missed a lot of uh, their events, which is sad looking back. But um, we used to bring them to the ballpark as much as we could so they would be with me. So, you know, no regrets, but – it's a it's a uh, it's a job, but it's yeah. been a good career. That's yeah. so cool, though, for the kids to be able to come with you a lot and have that adventure. Yeah, totally. And uh, they love baseball. In fact, my daughter, who's my youngest, I have two boys and a girl. My daughter, who is uh, twenty one, my others are you know twenty seven and almost twenty four. But my daughter wants to be in baseball, so she's uh, yeah, she That's plays that. soccer at in college, and she's um, she's really good, really good athlete, really smart. And she interned for us last year, and she's like, I want to work there. I want to work for you. I don't think it's so much for me. I think she just wants to work. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, though. Oh, she was great. I never saw her. The entire internship, she never came by, never stopped by the office. We never went to go eat. She's like, I'm drawing the line. She didn't even want people to know who she was. I'm like, they watched you grow up here. They know who you are. You can't. <laughs> Unless you're wearing glasses and a mustache, they're going to yeah. know who you are. Now, you had mentioned the game's getting shorter and those rule changes. So, now, I know the shift was one of the rules that they kind of implemented that you can't shift yeah. for, like, a left-handed batter, right? Um, what other rules did they kind of implement? Kind of because I, I did notice some of the games are getting shorter. They now. they are indeed, yeah. and the, the real reason for that is the pitch clock, which has been great. So um, they've been testing it out in the minor leagues, and a lot of our p players, a lot of our pitchers, have already gotten used to it, and even our hitters because they're going up against the pitch clock too. But it has really shortened the game. I mean, we're looking at at least like thirty minutes shave off the time of games. These games here, we had two the other day on the same day that were both two hours, wow. and yeah, we're we're averaging like two and a half hour games instead of three and a half or four, which you know, those are tough. That's a long night. So yeah. I'm, I'm really happy. But the clock starts. They got 15 seconds. If there's a runner on base, 20 seconds. The batter has to be in looking at the pitcher with eight seconds yeah. left. Or it's an automatic ball or an automatic strike, depending on whether you're the pitcher or the hitter. And it's working. And those pitchers wow. are starting to like it. They get in a, they get in a groove. Yeah. You know, to get the ball, that. throw the ball. Yep. Well, so, I mean, like back in the day, I mean, these are new rules Im implemented here. We are in 2023. But, I mean, baseball's been around for years and years and years. So, what would you say has extended the game for them to have to implement these rules? So, the way the game used to be was the pitcher would get the, get the ball and just, and just throw, right? So, we, we had to figure out when did that stop, why is it stopped, who's at fault here. And it's really everybody, right? So, the pitchers would stare down the batters and would mess around with the, the mound a little bit. And the batters would get out and adjust their batting gloves and get in this routine of, taken two minutes before they get in the box yeah. we had just eliminated all that so that's not the way the game was played in the you know 70s 80s 90s and there yeah. were quicker paced games and slowly it's gotten longer and longer the duration of okay. games and it's not so much about the really the time of game it's more the pace of the game we don't want it to be boring and to be slow right. but as a result the time of game is shortened too yeah I love that. 30 it's minutes great. is a long time oh, to shave off a ball huge yeah, yeah really really huge and higher scoring games too because since 
they can't shift. Yeah. Those left-handed hitters can pop it right on through there. Totally. So yeah. I used to love how there was a good, you know, good swing, good batter who could hit the ball right back up the box, you know, and get a base yeah. hit. That was gone with a shift. I mean, it, unless you hit a home run, you know, you there was no offense, it seemed like. So we're getting back to a more offensive game, which is more exciting for the fans. Yeah. We, we enlarged the size of the bases. So you're going to have hopefully more base stealing now. So even second and third are bigger? Yeah, first, second, and third wow. are larger. Yeah, they're bigger okay. bases. So it was really for, for safety reasons because you're not going to have those collisions as much. But but now, as a result, you're going to have a much faster game. And for a team like ours, which is young, athletic, they like to steal, they like to run, Yeah, that could really that could benefit us. It could be a good thing. So now, like a lot, like Pee Wee, Baseball, Little League, I mean, all these college, I mean, they all kind of take after uh, MLB. So now, now that MLB kind of set these rules and set the standard and had bigger bases, do you, are they all going to follow suit? Or yeah, I think so. I think so, and it, it's a good thing. You know, it's good for the game. However, um, it's a great question because we're still not using aluminum bats, nor will we ever, yeah. right? And and kids, for the most part, aren't using wood bats; they're using aluminum. So you never know. But I, I think now that the the minor leagues are, you're going to start to see college will do it, and then you'll go back yeah. into amateur. Um, but additionally, I, I think. You'll see focus on pace of game as well uh, at those levels as well. And, I mean, we'll see. It's uh, it's a great question. But they should. They should follow suit. Yeah. Because, I mean, like I, I played adult men's softball for a little bit. I mean, they started at one and one, and then there was like six innings. I yeah. mean, these games were done in like 45 minutes. That's good because if you kept drinking <laughs> beer for four hours out there <laughs> yeah, while you're playing true. softball. That's a good point. <laughs> right? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. But what's really, what's yeah. really going on there, right? <laughs> I played in those leagues. Um, yeah. So, it's uh, – it, but – one one, and that's kind of the thought here is we've had a lot of these games where all of a sudden you look and it's a violation. Whoops, you know, you went past the fifteen seconds, so it's one ball and the batter wasn't ready and it's one one, they haven't thrown a pitch, yeah. so it's almost like that, right? Yeah. Now you got one yeah. one. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Uh, you being the uh, CEO and uh, president of the Arizona Diamondbacks, there's a lot of pressure on your shoulders when it comes to performing, right? So like the team, you know, I I wouldn't use the word struggle, but I mean they have underperformed. Yeah. Right, so you feel that pressure, and I mean, does that keep you up at night? I mean, like, well, how, you know, what kind of goes through your mind? I mean, you want to make the right decisions, right? So, kind of, kind of talk a little bit about that, that pressure, and how you kind of deal with that. It, it definitely keeps me up at night, and you want nothing more than to win, right? There's a lot of things that do. We're the regional sports networks. There's a lot of focus on that right now. They're, they're going under, right? So we're going to have to figure out what the future of TV looks like. Um, ticket sales is always a concern, especially in this market where, you know, you're. you're a lot of people will leave in the summertime when it's too hot. You know, your competition used to be the movie theaters and the air-conditioned mall. Those have kind of gone away, yeah. so come to Chase Field. Um, but then, obviously, performance is above all. And so we realized a couple years ago we had to really hit restart yeah. and commit to drafting the right players, developing those players, and having a sustainable model. When we hired our, our GM, Mike Hazen, one of the first things I said to him was, our farm system is so weak, right? And that's so important for a team like ours that can't spend two or three hundred million dollars like some others can, who remain nameless. But um, and some that can't, but are doing it. Um, I can't figure that one out. That keeps me up at night too. But um, well, you, but we should be able to compete. We really yeah. can. And so now we're starting to see it. We went from really a, a bottom. We were, I'd say, probably thirtieth farm system in all of baseball. We're now we're top five. Okay. And when we have four in the top, you know top 15 we've never had that before and we just made a trade last year to bring in the number one catching prospect in all of baseball from Toronto so I I love what we have we have a pipeline of players depth of players that are coming up and that's where the model is sustainable yeah um and then making sure you continue to just bring this bring them up have that pipeline moving and then as you move guys out you've got others coming up yeah. you still go out and make some good free agent moves or some trades that can 
uh, complement those others, but it really has to be homegrown. So I'm really happy to see it now. It's it's coming to fruition. Last yeah. year, 22-game win improvement. Yeah. That was incredible, and I think we could have been much better if we had even had a bullpen. So that's been the focus this year is how do we get a good relief core in there yeah. and, and start to you know save some hold and save some of those games. And you yeah. guys have a really young team this year. It's a really young and exciting yeah. team. And, and what was fun, too, was uh, I went to the owners' meetings about two weeks ago in, in Palm Beach um, because our, our commissioner scheduled owners' meetings the week of the Open and Super Bowl. <laughs> Didn't so, know yeah. what was going so we on leave and we go to the other coast, right, <laughs> um, with perfect weather here. But we went back there, and, uh, and, and I heard from so many of my counterparts and so many other owners and presidents who came up and said, at the end of last year, we hated playing you guys. You guys scare us, and oh, I, I just love that. And these yeah. guys know it. They're young, they're confident, they're, they're energetic, and they've had success everywhere they've been. And they're hungry. They are really hungry. And I they like are. That. And and I love that they they're like flying below the radar. You know, everybody's yeah. focused on the teams as they should. You know, like the the Dodgers, Padres, Mets. But yeah, this team is gonna. I, I think they're gonna surprise a lot of people, and they're gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, and you know, a field to be able to play on. You know, we're gonna kind of ease into this topic. You know, it's kind of been making the rounds on the local news stations and stuff like that about. Um, how you guys is uh, I think agreement release with the city yeah. is uh, with Chase Field. I'm gonna is hit those mimosas in a minute with this line. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> line of questioning. I know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> so, talk about the future of uh, the Diamondbacks at Chase Field. You know, kind of. It was mentioned one of the news articles I saw about possibly building a new stadium somewhere in Maricopa County, or do you renovate Chase Field? Yeah, it's either or. Um, so we're weighing those options. We were really heavy into. Um, into discussions and, and talking to possible locations all here. I'm glad you said that because in Maricopa County, we're not going anywhere, mm-hmm. um, but all here before the pandemic. Then it really slowed down, took a back seat. Well, now we're, we're getting actively uh, aggressive again because the lease is up really after the 2027 into 2028, so it's right around the corner. Um, I, I think we enjoy being – I know. We enjoy being downtown. You know, our owners invested in downtown and cityscape and everything else. Yeah. The days of a standalone stadium without mixed use or 365-day activation where you have hotels and restaurants and retail, that's really what works now. So we would be looking to partner with the city, the county, the state to see if that's possible downtown while we're renovating. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be difficult to renovate. It'll be challenging because we're going to have to play games. We have off-season concerts and and football games. And so scheduling that out probably would take three, four years, but I think it would be worth it. Um, but if there's still a, a stronger possibility somewhere else here in Maricopa County, um, we're considering that as well. But I, I think it's uh, we're getting closer. We're yeah. getting closer. We've had really good conversations with the municipalities downtown. Okay. So, I mean, you saw what the Coyotes did. I mean, obviously going down to Tempe, they're playing at a smaller uh, yeah. arena while they're still working out and eventually will be building a new entertainment district. So, if it were to happen that Chase Field needs to be renovated or if it happens that a new stadium needs to be built – would you play your games here at Salt River Fields, or wh- where would you play those? I, I think without having a roof and air conditioning, it would be really challenging. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I think the difference there would be it's not so much the capacity. I'd be fine playing somewhere else while it's being renovated. I think what we're going to have to do is schedule it out where the majority of the work would be done in the offseason, but it wouldn't disrupt any of the off non-baseball off-season um, events that we would have there. So but this would be the renovation of Chase Field. At Chase Field, yeah. But if there were a new stadium, we'd assume that you'd play Chase Field until that new stadium was built. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So it takes, you know, roughly three to four years to build a new stadium. And right. we've got 
a little more than that left on our agreement. But I think, obviously, um, if we were to build somewhere else, the city would still have, and the county, an interest in, in extending the lease, yeah. you know, and keeping us downtown as long as they could. Uh, at the end of the day, all things equal, it makes a lot of sense to be downtown. Yeah. And it's growing, and a lot more people are moving down there. And, you know, we've got the sports book, and if we can build those other elements, like we, like we talked about, to help the city yeah. with hotel space, convention space, that sort of thing, it could be electric. It is really cool to drive in and see, like, the green stadium and just see the vastness of it when you're coming into town. So it would be weird to not have that there. Totally agree. Or when you're flying in or flying yeah. out and yeah. you go right over Chase. It's it, pretty cool. It is cool to see, but, I mean, it has been mentioned that that stadium is enormous. It's big. Right? Yeah. So if it is renovated, I mean, a lot of that would kind of be scaled back, right? I mean, We would hope to, but you're never really going to get rid of the – the enormous nature of the stadium, the cavernous nature. It's not intimate. I don't know if we can ever really change that, which I wish we could. Yeah. The, the perfect and ideal sizes of stadiums today, or baseball that is, probably like 35 to 38,000. We're 50,000, not to mention in there. It looks like a big airport hangar, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But there's times where we love it. Opening day, you're like, hey, we got 50,000 in here. Postseason, hey, here they are, concerts. Yeah. So it's good. Um, but but I think there's a lot more that we need to do to, to bring a really good experience to the fans. We would have to address – a brand new video board, brand new sound system, all new LED, um, LED lighting, sports lighting has to be updated, probably new clubhouses, new, um, you know, premium areas and lounges and clubs. We just don't have it. And all these new ballparks do. Wow. What, what, what do you prefer? You, you prefer staying downtown or would you like to see a nice shiny new? Uh, uh, I, I, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. It uh, depends on the day. I think everybody would love to be able to start all over, right? Yeah. have a brand new stadium. There's a lot of excitement, but it, it's very costly, not to mention that we do take pride in that partnership downtown and what we've done there. And it's been a big part of our history. We're the fourth oldest building now in all of the National League. It's hard yeah. to believe. But oh, it's Wrigley really? Field, Dodger Stadium, Coors, and then us. What? So, yeah. So, we're, know you know, that. this is our 25th anniversary. Yeah. It's an old ballpark that's been in the sun, like unlike any other destination. So, it's been – it's taken uh, a beating. But I, I do like being downtown, and I do hear from fans, hey, I hope you stay there. Because, yeah. you know, I grew up there. I'm now 20. I'm 21. I've never been any other place. Sentimental value. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that when we were talking about this on the air uh, not too long ago, we were getting a lot of text messages from listeners saying that, yeah, it's a nostalgic thing. Yeah. Having that ballpark there. I, I agree. And I'm sure even the Cubs, you know, and talking about Wrigley Field, if you ask their executives, oh, we would love a new stadium, but we can't, right? Wrigley's yeah. so historic. We have to, we have to keep our – our location and just refurbish it. Dodger Stadium, same thing. Um, we're starting to starting to feel that way. Yeah. You know, they did it to Fenway. They Baltimore is going to go through a renovation. Milwaukee's going to go through a renovation. Cleveland's going to go through one. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. You know, for the same reason, nostalgia. Especially with that roof, though. I mean, I, I heard it's that. Just, it, I was just going to mention. It doesn't even like <laughs> everybody needs to be cleared out before they close and open yeah, the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that that's an issue, right? Well, so what'll uh, happen though? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, and it's not even. It's like the they were like ties that hold it together, and they could snap or swing down, <laughs> right? So so, but but it's not. I don't think it's really an issue. But yeah, but they can't say Safety. that, right? So yeah. they come in and you get a letter that says, "Hey, do not open it or close it when fans are there." And that's okay. We could still make a decision before a game, knowing yeah. what the weather's going to be, either have it open by the time they get there or have it closed. But what stinks is, you know, fireworks, for example, in the, in the heat of the summer on a Friday night, we could have the roof closed and air-conditioned during the game, and then in, like, the eighth inning start to open it and have fireworks yeah. before it gets too hot. Oh, but so we, cool. we can't do that right now, right, yeah. until we fix it. So we, I think we schedule um, this upcoming off season where they, they fix the roof. So it'll be one more season where we can't do that. Okay. But yeah, but it's still I, – I think it's still – knock on wood, it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely safe when people are in there because yeah. it's, yeah. it's stable. But 
I think even if we had to open it and close it, we probably could. But once you have a letter, eh, you well, know, your lawyers are going. Yeah, your, yeah. Lawyer, your lawyers yeah. are going. No, nope, you're not doing it. Let's say okay. Let's uh, hypothetically. I know this doesn't happen. It probably will never happen because, like you said, you see the forecast. Let's say it was open and this storm comes running in. Do you guys just file everybody out and shut the roof or what? I think we'd have to bite the bullet and, and treat it like any open air stadium where rain comes in, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the yeah. Ready. yeah. The yeah. stadium is open. The, yeah, right. Yeah. There, there, there was a there was a fan once. I was walking the concourse during batting practice and we had like one of those haboobs come through, you know? Yeah. And it, it turned really dark and there were like, you know, hot dog wrappers flying around and tons of wind and. And this fan says, Mr. All, don't you think you should shut the roof? And I said, oh, come on. I said, in Atlanta right now, they've probably got rain and wind. Yeah. I said, in Pittsburgh, they probably have the same conditions. He said, yeah, but if they had a roof, don't you think they'd be smart enough to shut it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's what I face. Yeah. <laughs> right. Very good Gosh. point. Yeah. I, I said, you know, you're right. I turned around. I said, please close the roof. We did. <laughs> um, we're going to be chatting with uh, Tori right after you here. Sure. And uh, you and Tori have kind of been uh, a team here for uh, – a good number of years. He's been here since uh, what, 2016. And, like yep, in 16, 17. Um, he went to the playoffs in 17. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have kind of had disagreements. You know, have you guys uh, ruffled each other's feathers at times? You'd, or? Be, you'd be surprised. Uh, really not. I mean, no. Tori is such a likable guy. Um, you know, I think a, as a management group, when it comes to ownership and then our GM, and he spends more day-to-day time with, with my GM. Um, and then I, of course, spend time with, with both of them. But Tori is such a likable guy. He's not very argumentative. He is such a good leader down there in that clubhouse. Players love him. He's a player's manager. He, uh, they'd go through a wall for him. And, and I, I think a big reason for the leap forward that we took is because of him. Everybody believes in him. They, they love him. And so do I. Good. Yeah. Um, I just I, – I think of, like, close relationships. And there was a radio station I was working at up in Seattle where the morning host and the executive producer – uh, started throwing fists out in the uh, wow. in the other hallway. Yeah, no, so nothing, that, that, nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I've never, I mean, I think if you asked anybody who works for us, you know, I, I get I get along with everyone. You know, it's yeah. been, we, have we ever had to have tough conversations? Of course. But yeah. we walk out on the same page, and there's never been a screaming match with any Good. of them. And, yeah, I just, I love our culture. That's part of our culture, being family, caring for one another and, and working through issues together and coming yeah. up with a solution that everybody agrees is the right way to go. So let's say, like, go back to 2020, 2021, when you kind of cleaned house a little bit. A lot of stars went away. Um, who presented that idea? And then was there any kind of, like, disagreement that, you know, when that when it came time to do that? Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it was recommended by the baseball staff. Just we can't keep doing what we're doing, little Band-Aids here, and, yeah. you know, it's time to, to really start all over again. And I think it was the right move. It's It's – you just have to make sure you're very honest with the fans, communicate it, let them know there's a plan, and then they start to see it. You know, they've been hearing about our young players coming up. Now they're, now they're seeing them. And there's so much pride and ownership as a fan when you see. I could tell you, my days with the Dodgers, we had five years in a row where we had Rookie of the Year. And when you looked out on the field and all of a sudden you realize eight or nine of the players out there were all from your system, yeah. homegrown, you're like, wow, that's my team. And so that's where we are now. Um, but we knew we had to go this way and really, you know, just, just as I said, with the restart, take a new look, take a new approach and do it the way a lot of teams are doing yeah. it with success, like a Tampa. You know, how do they do it year after year? This is the model. Yeah. So you can you compete. You got a team of open minds. Oh, yeah. They're, well, they're, they're, like it. they're brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And they're not well, afraid you to, to have that. You have to. And, yeah. you, and you have to look in the mirror and say, OK, what I've tried hasn't worked. And let's not be afraid to start over and not be afraid to change your pattern either. Yeah. So. 
That's good stuff. Yep. Derek Hall, president and CEO of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Dude, thank you so much for the time this morning. I know you've been looking at the uh, I have been. The mimosas I'm all just drooling, not looking. <laughs> um, no, I appreciate it. Love yeah. you guys, and uh, it's so good to see you. Yeah. You guys are good friends. Warming up, warm up your arm, the partner. Warm them up. Warm it up warm the them arm. up. We're doing it. <laughs> okay. right. Derek, thanks, man. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Tori Lavello, manager for our Diamondbacks. What's up, dude? How you doing? It is so good to see you guys. I really appreciate you. you guys coming out here. Normally, yeah, normally our interviews are with Derek on the phone on the radio. You know, right. to be here in person at Salt River Fields in front of you, this is great. Uh, it's very unique. I love the yeah. setup here. This is, to be honest with you, this is where I interviewed to become the manager of the D-backs. So oh, this really? is, this room is very special to me. Um, we have a lot of really hard hitting meetings in this yeah. in this very um, area. The fact that we can have a little bit of fun and chit chat. It's a good balance right now. I like it. Well, and you, I mean, yeah. you've been in this playing baseball since the '80s, dude. I was kind of going back in your uh, your baseball playing resume. I mean, playing for the Mariners up in uh, Seattle. I mean, I was probably growing up and you know, and probably even watched you on TV way back in the day when you're playing for the Mariners, you know. And then uh, leaving uh, playing baseball and then getting into coaching um, over there in what Boston? What were you? Co- oh, the Blue Jays, 2011, 2012, and then Boston. And then, uh, and then here, you know, 2016, interviewing right here in this room for the job. I mean, talk about the, um, I mean, for a manager of a major league baseball team, that head coaching job. I mean, just the pressure and the what was going through your head. Well, when I was a player, um, I know you guys are from the Northwest, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember meeting you guys the first time when you guys just had migrated down here. Love playing, and I love Seattle. I love the idea of being a baseball player. It was what I wanted to do my whole life. But at some point, I wasn't good enough to play anymore. Whether it was my body that was breaking down or just the talent wasn't there anymore, I transitioned into being a coach. And um, I always wanted to manage. I always wanted to be the manager of a team that was going to win a world championship and say that they were the best that year. That was what motivated me as a player. And then it transitioned into me being a manager. But um, I don't know how it happened. I just love baseball. And I love the people that taught me the game. And when I was watching games from a coaching sit, uh, standpoint – I thought I could probably manage one day. I just need the right time, the right break, and the right opportunity. Yeah. And it certainly came here with the Diamondbacks. I couldn't be more pleased. Yeah, but, I mean, how nervous were you sitting in this room, though? I mean. <laughs> you know, it's a good question. I was sitting right over there in that yeah. corner. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, look, you walk in and you talk to people that you don't know. Everybody has been in an interview setting, right? You don't know what to wear. Am I, am, am I the, guy in, the only guy in the suit in the room? And I was. Um, are we going to talk about baseball? Are we going to talk yeah. about – values and beliefs about who I am deep on the inside and we'd hit them all but I just remember I could still see the room um, of, of great baseball people that were interviewing me in this room every time I walk into it yeah. so I love the fact that you guys are toasting some um, pineapple juice and some orange Almost, juice and, and well you can't the champagne is the big part here I right? don't I mean, want to say that you guys are drinking champagne <laughs> oh, I'm leave it up champagne. to you guys it's yeah it's who mimosa right, right? I mean, okay. you can't have a mimosa without champagne right totally but <laughs> it's just that it's it's a totally different vibe right now but I've never I've never forgotten where I sat on that first day um, so then you get the job you're the manager now you're kind of overseeing a lot of egos right I mean there's a lot of big stars uh, that play in major league baseball and they know that they they know they're a star how do you how do you handle egos in the locker room you know the way I look at it is um, I manage um, grown men that play a game for and they earn a very high very 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 intense living Um, but I also remember that there's a lot of pressure that's placed upon them it's a hard it's a hard um, um, 
game to play. Uh, and, you know, when you talk about having a job and you go into the working world, every job is hard. Everybody has demands, whether they're personal or they're from your, your boss. Everybody has demands on what they want to get to and who they are uh, inside of their job. So I know that it's a hard period. So I, I kind of empathize with them in that area, and I establish relationships with them. And then I have to have hard conversations. You know, I've got to take men that are making a lot of money who expect to go out and blossom and have great days every day. They're like you and I. They yeah. have bad days. And when they have bad days, I've got to pull them out and say, hey, look, here's where we are. This is the improvements you got to make. And if it doesn't work, the next time I will do the same thing. So yeah. I kind of have some street cred with these guys. I build a relationship, Good. and I just manage the human being first. And I'll never come off of that. But I am mindful of what they're doing, and there's a lot of pressure. This is their job every single day, and yeah. it's hard to do. And I, I gotta, I gotta empathize with that. And when you have those relationships, though, like um, a few years ago when you guys kind of cleared house or cleaned house, yeah. um, you have that personal relationship with them. So I mean, how hard is that to pull them aside? And I mean, how do you let them know that it's time we're gonna let you go? Yeah, those are hard conversations, um, and I can still see them all. In fact, you know, for example, we traded Paul Goldschmidt after the 18 season, and um, he was at my home. It was just seemed it was a common place that we could all meet, Mike Hayes and myself and yeah. Paul Goldschmidt. And I was so attached to Paul because he was just such a good human being and a good baseball player, but a good human being first, that the place that I sat when we traded him, it's been four and a half years. I have not sat in that chair since, really? right? So it impacted me on that level. Oh, my gosh. Right? Once in a while, if, if – everybody's over, I'll kind of sit really like on the edge of it, like, <laughs> oh, my God. So I get attached. I do. Yeah. And sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it hurts more than others. But it's part of the job. And at the end of the day, we all have to remember um, it's our occupation. And it, it is a business. And you do have to say some really tough goodbyes, and you prepare for it. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you say those goodbyes, and you kind of make moves just to try and get the team better. Yeah. Um, now, when the team is struggling – um, do you, do you pay attention to social media? I mean, do you, do you kind of read those news stories? Uh, do you look at the odds <laughs> of, you know, a new coach? I mean, they have betting odds on stuff like that. Do you ever yeah. look at that stuff or? Uh, no, I don't. I don't look at it. Um, I, if, if I listen to what the keyboard pounders are saying, yeah. then I'm going to probably drive myself into the ground and yeah. my job's hard enough. And you, and you hit on it a second ago about the pressures of my job. It's hard. Yeah. Like I have to lead these men in the right direction. And if I'm distracted by, what people are saying sitting on their couch at home. And I respect their opinion. They're all entitled to them. Um, but I just don't pay attention to it. I can tell when I've had a tough day. My, my wife's on social media. And I, I know I'm having a tough day when um, the first thing she says to me in the morning when we're on the road, a phone call, she's like, hey, are you doing okay, honey? I just want to let you know Aww. I love you so much. And <laughs> yeah. no matter what happens, I love you. And I'm like, uh, I know we had a bad day. What's the Twitter world saying about yeah. me today? Yeah. She's like, I love it because she flies so, so incognito on Twitter. So low profile, <laughs> right? So, so low profile. So she follows it. I appreciate that. And I know when I'm doing things right. I know yeah. when I'm doing things wrong. And I'm certainly my, my own, my own cri best critic. And yeah. I know when I need to improve in certain areas. And I have people around me that I trust, but I don't, I don't pay attention to it. Yeah. You seem like a uh, pretty calm guy, and you kind of handle things uh, well. Um, you know, I mentioned you playing in Seattle. Who is the coach? Yeah, Lou Pinella. Yes. Okay. So now, yeah. Lou Pinella, when he would get angry with the umpire, he'd go out there and throw bases oh, around yes. and kick kick dirt on the uh, home yeah. plate, right? Yeah. So you being a manager, you yeah. being in his program, yeah. has it ever crossed your mind to kind of you know <laughs> step it up a little bit and uh, you know, yeah, as, as in memory of Lou Pinella? And of course, of course. I mean, there are some epic Lou moments that I still have etched yeah. in my brain. Um, some that nobody saw, right, and, and some that were very well documented. 
um, picking up bases, kicking his hat, blowing out his hamstring. <laughs> I was there for that one. And he came back in and he's like, I said to the trainer, I think I pulled my hamstring. <laughs> sure enough, that poor guy was black and blue for oh a month. My but, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but I try to be super even keel because keel, you know what? The first person they look at when something goes right or wrong is a manager. It's just, it's just how you're, you're trained in this game. Yeah. And if I'm doing okay during a crisis situation, they're probably more relaxed on the field. But trust me, I can lose my SHIT yeah. as good yeah. as anybody. Um, I just try not to very often, but yeah. it happens. I'm human. It's kind of it's kind of a crowd favorite when that happens, though. Like when he was doing that, I remember the crowd just yeah. roaring. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the crowds roaring. love it. Yeah, um, yeah. I know that he was a, a great showman, but he was very passionate. Too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Stay tuned. Maybe we'll see something. Yeah, we'll see, see something, something this juicy season. this year. Yeah, <laughs> I love it for yeah. sure. And uh, you are passionate, and you are like this. Baseball has been your life, and that's yeah. something that you've passed on to your son Nick as well, who is now this spring training managing over at the Cubs Stadium. Yes. How's yes. that going? You're so sweet. Thank you for um, letting me talk about my child. Right. We're also proud of our children. I have three unbelievable children, each on their own path, each on their own journey. And my oldest chose this profession. He played baseball up until two years ago, and he retired, and then he started to coach, and he's migrated into the, the Cubs system. And, you know, we had a great moment the other day, and it's the second time it happened, where he's in the minor leagues as a minor league coach here for the AZL, ACL team in, in Mesa for the Cubs. But, um, you know, we got to embrace in the middle of the baseball diamond right at home plate, and, yeah. and I told him, I love you, I'm proud of you. And his comment was, Dad, he goes, that's really aggressive hugging. You need to stop right now. <laughs> And I'm like, not a chance. I mean, you know, when you're a yeah. dad and your son is in your presence like that, I am not backing off. So I told him that, and it was just great to see him. And he's on his way. He's a great baseball person. He, we say that he was born in a bat bag, right? He just was born in a baseball world. Yeah. He's been on these bus trips. He's been all over the place. And the fact that he chose it and he's t taking this path, it's, it's a really proud moment for me. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to let him kind of do his own thing? Are you going to bring him into the DVAC system at some point or what? No, he's on his own journey. Yeah. I, and I don't want to put, put that on him. You know, I want – if he were to be in the DVACs organization and he became the AA manager next year and on and on and on, everybody would say, well, he's getting that because That's he's Tory right. That's a hard thing for him. And he's already had to live in that shadow. And I've just been dad first. I've always been dad to him. And if you want to be a baseball player, if you want to practice baseball, fine. Yeah. So he's on his own journey inside of the Cubs system. I'm proud of that, and he'll make his way. Yeah. Uh, how are we looking this year with this team? Really good. we got good. a very young, dynamic, athletic team. I think we're in a really good spot. But we got to go out there and earn it. We won 74 games last year. Yeah. It's good from the year before, but it's not where we gotta, we got to be. we gotta, we got to find a way to bridge it to the, somewhere in the 90s to get to the playoffs. But we can't look at the 90 as our, date, our, our total today. we got to take care of today. And move on to tomorrow. So it's more of a granular day-by-day -day focus. Awesome. Love it. Looking forward to watching you guys. I know you got a game uh, here in just a little bit. Yeah. So great catching up with you, man. Thanks for stopping by. You too. Gunner, Cheyenne, I love you guys. I'll see you later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.